Get ready for an hour filled with conspiracies, UFOs, ghosts, the paranormal, legends, and myths from around the world. Chasing Prophecy Radio, where the paranormal is supernatural. With your hosts, Sean Kelly, Jenny Nicasio. Welcome to the Chasing Prophecy Radio, and here are your hosts, Sean and Jenny. And you're live. Good evening from the Keystone State. Welcome to Chasing Prophecy on the UFO Paranormal Radio Network 107.1 FM New Orleans, where we discuss anything and everything beyond the scope of normal. I'm Jenny Nicasio, along with my co-host, Sean Kelly. Remember to like us on Facebook and Instagram. Great to be with you this evening. Wow. There's so much going on in the paranormal world. Have you seen, Sean, the New Jersey UFO video? Yes, I have. Okay. The UFO video going viral on YouTube and Facebook said they debunked it, saying it was a blimp. Okay. But was it really? I mean, I looked at it a dozen times. What about you? I, I looked at it and I did some research on the Goodyear blimp and the last flight that was taken was March 14th in the year 2017. That's what I heard too. And um, what else was pretty crazy about the video was that they had all these cars parked on the side of the road looking at this thing. I know. And see, to me personally, what I feel is that it was definitely a UFO. It was in not the military just that was a ufo yeah there's a lot of military bases there and the fact that it wasn't um like a blimp i mean it didn't look like it unless they, ha unless they have a new design and like you said they quit doing that years ago mm -hmm. and uh it was near the G giant stadium in new jersey and they were they said they were filming there okay well it's on the other side a good 10 miles away too right and you, like you said, thousands of people, they pulled over and on the highway to check it out. And you know what a blimp looks like. I've seen them hundreds of times years ago. I have not seen one blimp, like you said, in years. So they retired the blimp. So someone's not telling the truth. I'm not buying it. Oh, I'm not either. I'm not either. So moving on a little bit, let's talk about your investigations this past weekend. And you had an investigation, where was that, New Brighton um, Grove Cemetery in Pitt, near Pittsburgh? Yes, Grove Cemetery, and it's in New Brighton, PA. It's about 14 miles away from Pittsburgh. And um, we had a lot of people there this week. That yeah. week. How, yeah. many, how, many, how many did you have on your investigation? I would have to say close to about 15 people. Oh, that sounds like a good one. And what were your results? Well, Jason caught the shadow in, in the cemetery. That was the big one. Yeah. Um, and I you, think you can check dead. it out on our Chasing Prophecy Facebook page. I've seen that, and that was really creepy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it surprised him. He's all excited because it's his first one ever. <laughs> <laughs> it looked totally like a shadow person. I mean, yes. it was dark, and it was didn't didn't look like it didn't look like an apparition, like a ghost. It looked like a shadow person. So, it mm -hmm. could be time travelers. Could be. Could be interdimensional beings. Could be. Could be. be. <laughs> could be. I think it's great that he caught it. I'm glad he caught it. Um, he seemed yeah. excited last time we spoke. Um, how how about the recent news? I don't know if you saw this, but 
this isn't paranormal, but it does affect our environment and our, um, our, what do you call those rhythms? Oh, come on. You know what I'm talking uh, about? Yeah, I do, but I can't. I, can't. I, got, I got a brain freeze. Well, they're talking about passing a bill to do away with daylight savings time <laughs> for just 2021, which it seems like it's ridiculous. I mean, if you're going to do that, why don't you just do it forever? Why just yeah. 20? I mean, 2020 was already screwed up enough. Okay. And so they're going to try to make 2021 just as bad. I mean, just don't do it or, or just leave it the way it is for now. And don't bother with the clocks because it messes me up. My, you know, it messes my rhythms up, my bio. I know what it is. I'm going to wait. We'll, we'll figure it out. I know what it is, but it'll come to me like halfway through the show. But yeah, like, why don't they just leave it alone? So, um, some, yeah, like I said, so many weird things have been happening and I, um, got a, for our first letter from one of our uh, listeners last week, we got a letter from a young man who was camping and saw a strange, tall, thin creature with sparse hair and bald in spots. Okay. So I was really doing some research on this and I came across an article from mysterious universe. That's what it's called. And it's entitled thoughts on Dogman. Okay. This sounds like what he was describing. Um, what they are are strange creatures that are flesh and blood animals. They might be creatures of a supernatural type, the dogmen, or um, they could be any strange combination of the two. And the phenomena largely began, they said, in 1991. And that was the people, I don't know if you know any of this stuff, the city of Elkhorn, Wisconsin, and which has, they said there's a population of 11,000. Now these people were swamped, they were swamped by reports of creatures that eerily sound like werewolves. So the dogman's like a werewolf. In other words, I think they look like wolves, but they stand on their, I guess their hind legs and they have the uncanny sinister even ability to walk. And this is what this guy, I can't recall, I think his name was Ed, said um, that this thing did was standing on his hind legs looking at him and the only thing that I didn't read about this one it said that um, he said the eyes were a piercing red and mm -hmm. as far as I know and as far as these people in the art articles knows that there's no such thing no no um, animal exists like that that hasn't um, but that, that hasn't stopped uh, numerous people reporting that they've seen these creatures John so I'm not sure if you read, listened to the video that I did. What are your thoughts on the dogman? Um, it was when, whenever I got the, uh, the word about we were going to talk about the dogman, I checked it out and I did some research on it, um, not a lot. And to me, okay, um, I, I'm on the fence with it, Jenny. You're not really sure? No, I'm not. Um I don't know. Because... I think it's like another cryptic creature, like a Bigfoot. But um, like I said, years ago, I saw something like that at my bay window when I was a kid. And I mm. saw something with the piercing red eyes. But you're not you're not sure about that. No, I'm not. I I mean, if they heard the howling, I'm sure Elkhorn, Wisconsin has a wolves, you know. Mm -hmm. or, but, so. but, but wolves don't stand on their hind legs, do they? True. I've never True. seen one. We'll have to, if anybody out there has ever seen or heard somebody living in a, like one of the national parks, if you've ever seen anything like that, please um, drop us an email at um, chasingprophecyradio at gmail.com. 
So it seems not only that there are these reports on these cryptic creatures, but in the paranormal world, more and more people are claiming to be abducted. Okay. And they wake up in the middle of the you know night and they wake up and their bedroom's in disarray. Okay. And they find strange markings on their body. And I remember I showed, you showed me pictures of one of your gals that was an investigation and she had these scratches on her back. Okay. And the more I think about it, I thought of um, what happened to me not too long ago. I woke up um, recently from a loud noise in my bedroom and I mean, it woke me up and I was scared for a second because it was like a crashing sound in my bedroom. And when I woke up, I noticed a picture on my wall had fallen down and hit my, my glass end table. But mm. when I was getting dressed that morning, Sean, there were three scratches on my back and that freaked me out. Okay. So that's where I'm getting to. So these three, there was in a row, it was three scratches. And our guest tonight may know if this is, if what that creature was in the woods that this young man saw or dogmans or even what happened to me in my bedroom with the scratches and the loud, um, you know, noise and, and, oh, excuse me, sleeping. Um, I hate to interrupt anything, but speaking of sleep disturbances, um, Brian Sharpless, who was on our show a number of times, he's a contributor. Um, he wants to let everyone know if you're having a problem with sleep insomnia, that he's doing an organized um, lecture through the professors and pints. And there's a link on my Chasing Prophecy um, Facebook page, and you can check that out too. Um, but sleep disturbances, insomnia, shadow people um this all leads us to our next guest and this evening on chasing prophecy we have demonologist reverend terry lynch kill i think that's how you say her name terry kill <laughs> i got it a little bit right um terry has faced off with demons um for years and in of the underworld that troll about the earth um seeking to rule in our souls and um she's a leader um of all things paranormal and the unknown and has been a guest on many radio shows and tv shows explaining about her encounters with the strange and her combat with the underworld she's a, um she's winning the battles and terry is also the author of an ebook called alien healing forward forward terry's this is a warning guys um, Terry stories may have you keeping the lights on tonight, so I just want to let you know. So you might want to grab some popcorn and a blanket and curl up on a nice, easy chair and join us. Terry, welcome to Chasing Prophecy. Well, thank you. It's uh, great to be here. <laughs> We're so excited. Uh, Sean and I are really excited to have you here. Um, I've been reading your blog and watching your oh. videos on, yes, on YouTube. Um, you've been all over the world investigating paranormal <laughs> anonymies with your husband. I think that's your husband. <laughs> it is, right. Uh -huh. Okay, so we're so glad to have you on the show. Um, what got you interested in the paranormal UFOs and demons? Well, initially I uh, wasn't interested at all. It just kept happening to me. And it started at such a very young age for me, five years old. Um, wow. I started remembering uh, things right from the beginning. And I would try to discuss it with my parents and even my older sister. Mm -hmm. And no one seemed to be able to identify with me and what was happening. And being that we were a family that, you know, went to church, uh, my parents were Catholics, uh, 
they just couldn't wrap their minds around the things that I would tell them. And so I grew up alone in all of this and just had to deal with it by myself. Wow. That's, that has to be horrifying for a five-year-old. It was very horrifying. The first thing that I saw as a five-year-old was while I was playing outside, uh, my siblings were all playing baseball. I wasn't a big baseball person, but I was out there doing that. And I kept hearing my name called. And I heard my name at least three times, just Terry. And, and it was a man's voice, so I thought it was my father, and I kept looking up at the house. And um, we had a tri-level home in Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. And he wasn't standing at the door. He wasn't standing by the window. He wasn't anywhere to be seen. And I kept turning around and looking like, where is he? And then I saw something in the sky moving. And as I looked up, all my siblings were running off to play in a field down the street, and I stood there staring at this being in the sky, scared the bejesus out of me. I went running into the house screaming and telling my father, there's a man standing in the sky. I don't think they're supposed to stand in the sky. Are men supposed to stand in the sky? There's a man in the sky. And my dad just said, okay, okay, go wash up and get ready for dinner. Mm. So, so what, how, what you know, kind I, of was it like an apparition in the sky was it oh no 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 this was a fully clothed man he had a drape on him it looked like he was in a robe it had blue on it um he was a he was as real as if you saw somebody standing next to you you know outside on the sidewalk he was blue he, had, he was wearing blue and a cape he was wearing a blue robe hmm. and there was white on the robe i don't remember sounds like exactly <laughs> it, it was very interesting and but he was a he was a white man with long longer hair blonde that hair i don't remember the fear gripped me so it kind of put me into a shock period you know I was like shocked you don't see that in the sky I mean you see no. a bird you see this and that but you don't see a man and he was really high high up as a matter of fact a few years ago I went back to that property and took a picture in the sky where I first saw that as a child and he was pretty high up but he started coming down at me hmm. which was beyond frightening for me and I started running towards the house and uh, you know you know the rest of it I just told you and I wrote that on my on my uh, blog as well I had to live with that and deal with that because no one would would talk to me about it basically no. but I have come to find that that was just my my wake-up call the rest of my life was going to get much crazier and it was like Things happening to me were preparing me for where I believe it was God, where God wanted me to go, you know. So, you know, here I am all these years later, and I can honestly tell you I've seen things that will curl my own hair. It was very hard to, to live through, deal with, and even share with people because it it was hard to wrap my own mind around what my own eyes were seeing. And the fear that I had to overcome through different circumstances that I went through with these different demons, actual physical human demons that were would just be in my home. And these different things that were happening, 
nobody, no one at church could identify mm-hmm. with me. Nobody could walk me through it. Nobody could give me information. Nobody helped me. It was just a process until one day, I think you've probably read about the demon that came into the room and it looked like someone I knew. I thought I was talking to somebody I knew. Yeah, tell, tell, our, tell our listeners I, about that. Tell what you saw and how you felt. Yeah, sure. I was uh, sitting on my bed in my house. I had two kids. They were at school. And I had sat down just for a minute. And I saw something out of my peripheral vision, uh, my left eye, near the doorway. And I looked over there, and standing in my doorway was a man that I had been engaged to about six years earlier Hmm. and I looked at this man standing there and I went John what are you doing in my house I couldn't believe it I I mean I was shocked all of a Mm -hmm. sudden he was just standing there he had on blue jeans Hirachi sandals he had on a t-shirt his hair was the way I had always seen him he was a human form 100% you could not see through him. And I was, I had never seen that before like that, other than the man standing in the sky, but I didn't focus on him much because I was so frightful. You know, I was just so fearful. So anyway, he's standing there and he doesn't answer me, but he gives me this really strange look. And then I was like, John, what are you doing in my bedroom? And you know, all the obvious questions that would come to your mind. And then, all of a sudden, something happened that was beyond the realm of, uh, I don't even know how to say it. I mean, it was so strange. And he started looking at me, and his face began to change from that of what I knew as this man that I used to be engaged to Mm -hmm. and cared a lot about, uh, John. And it started changing. And fear gripped me so profoundly I could not even move my hands I couldn't move my head or my body and it was even a little frightening you know to even look at it and I was trying to pull my eyes away from it because the fear was so great and I was sitting on the bed and he was literally less than four feet from me Mm -hmm. so as I'm watching him I I am trying very, very hard to just call for the Lord. I was trying to call for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the power that this entity had, let me tell you, these demons, people mess with them. It it just, it's unbelievable. They're like seducing spirits. They have power. Mm -hmm. And I could not think, I could not think of the name of Jesus. I couldn't. Oh, wow. That's... I kept saying, I, I, I've been a Christian for how long? I, what was his name? What is What was his name? And, and then I heard, now this is really a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden I heard, spell his name. And I thought, oh, okay, that didn't come from the demon. Mm-mm. That came from another source that was with me while I was fighting this battle. And I thought, okay, spell his name. I think, I think it starts with maybe a, maybe a, I don't know, is it a J, a J? I I think there's a J in there. And all of a sudden my mind's eye, I saw the J. And then I thought, oh, I don't know. I don't know what his name is. I should know it. You know, I mean, I was only on the worship team. Okay. And I, I'm thinking, I, I, 
I don't know. What I, and then I thought, wait, I think there's an E in there. And then I put I put the E in there. And then I saw J-E, but I, it was, I was still clueless. And then eventually I saw the S. And when I looked at the S, it was J-E-S, and I went, I know there's a U in there. Uh, there's a U. U. And then I went, Jesus. And the minute I did that, the minute I said that name, which is why I am very much uh, into doing things this way. Mm-hmm. When I said that name, that demon went into a t- tornadic spin, which I had never seen anything like that either, scared me to death. But all of a sudden, I saw the back of my own head rise out of my body and take authority. Oh, my spirit being took authority over that demon. And my arm, my left arm pointed towards the door and he was reading my mind and I was saying, get out. Well, he did. That tornadic spirit going, I'm telling you, about a hundred miles an hour in a spin and the craziness of the face that was in that spin was still there. But I wasn't afraid in the same way, but I was still very fearful. It ran down the hall. It left my room, ran down the hall into my children's bedroom and slammed the door. And I mean, it slammed the door. It sounded like my damn door was going to come off the hinges. And I got up and ran out of the house. I ran into the front yard jumping up and down all by myself on the on the you know bricks by my front door and i was just jumping up and down going oh my god oh my god what the hell was that and oh can i say that yes you're fine and and i'm just like you got to be kidding me you got to be kidding me and i i thought why do you make me go through these things why do you allow me to go through these things lord i mean who in the heck wants to go through this and then and then all of a sudden, it came to me after jumping up and down and ranting and raving, you know, mm-hmm. at the Lord about this experience that he allowed me to go through because I believe nothing can happen to me that he doesn't allow. So he allowed it to teach me something. And I'm like, oh, who wants to learn this lesson, you know? And and then all of a sudden, I thought, oh, my God, that thing is still in my children's bedroom. Yeah, oh, crap, I got to go back in the house. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I was, I was happy to sit outside until my husband came home and I thought oh my god I got to go back in there the kids will be coming home from school and so this is just such a beautiful story but it was so frightening so I opened the door and it was broad daylight by the way broad daylight it was like what almost three o'clock the kids would be coming home anytime it was like 2 45 so and I'm in Florida it's hot it's broad daylight and I turn the lights on in the living room and I uh, open the door and turn the lights on and leave the front door wide open. And I'm just going, okay, I've got to get over to that. I've got to get in that room. I've got to get that thing out of there. I have to go face it somehow or other. And I'm shaking like a leaf and, and I'm thinking, oh God, please help me, please help me. And, and then I walk up the step into my uh, dining room and I've got to go through the dining room into my little office area to get to their bedroom and then down the hall and I'm like oh my god I'm so scared oh god please and the whole time I'm just begging for mercy I'm begging for help something happened when I put my hand 
on that doorknob, I was not afraid. I have never been afraid again. I had gone through the valley of the shadow of death. (laughs) (laughs) And it says, you will fear no evil. And believe you me, I did not fear evil. By the time my hand hit that doorknob, I had walked myself through the gravest of fears. And I was so powerful. Something came on me. It was like I got a dose of the Holy Spirit or something. And I opened that door and I was ready to slay the living bejesus out of that thing. And when I went in the room, there was nothing there. And so I walked all all back and forth in the room mm-hmm. and I just commanded it out in the name of Jesus. Get out of my house. Stay out of my house. And you would think with demonic entities that that would be enough. Mm-hmm. but it isn't they do come back they do taunt you they do fight you it was gone for almost six months and then one night my son Joshua came into my room shaking horridly shaking and screaming crying telling me mommy mommy there's a man in my room and I thought oh crap oh, so I I threw him in my bed and I got up and I headed down that hall and I thought, you SOB. You know, I mean, I was angry. And my other son, Jason, was still in that room sleeping. So I'm like, oh my God, these spirits. That's why when people call me and say they have a problem with a spirit with their children, I'm out the door and in the car. I'm headed to their home. Because these spirits can be so malevolent they can actually be vicious and they, if they have power then they're very dangerous and if somebody like me in the beginning is nothing but scared they will taunt you and taunt you but if someone like me who has gone through this and is no longer afraid of them they're afraid of me now you know i'm going in there and i'm i'm looking for them so anyhow This was such a a beautiful thing for me because never again was I afraid. And and when I went in that night, I cast it out again and we never had it come back. But I was so angry. I, I was just screaming into the room. It wasn't there. And I asked Joshua, what did you see, honey? What did you see? And he said that he opened his eyes and there was a man all in white standing there. And I knew it was this same demonic uh, entity because when he went into the tornadic spin, he mm-hmm. was completely white. It was this white tornadic spin, and it no longer looked like John. It looked like a demon. And a very frightening face with, with very ugly eyes and a, a, an elongated face with just a frightening look in the eyes. It was very frightening. And this is what he saw and so i anointed that room with oil and i woke jason up and i took him into my bed for that night i didn't want to make the kids stay in that room i brought them in and let them sleep with me that night and then i got up the next day again and rebuked and anointed and we never had any problems with that particular spirit (laughs) wow it's um I'm amazed that you're using that adjective beautiful for something like this. I mean, I, I, I know it's just a yeah, strange, because believe me when you're that scared though, and you go through all of that, 
nothing is more beautiful than the victory. When you get the victory in it, it's such an amazing thing. I mean, I'm just telling you my heart, you know. Uh, Sean, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, she could be my twin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're out there. <laughs> yeah, trust me. Trust me. Um, I, I also go, besides paranormal investigation, I do go to clients' houses and I do fight demons. Oh, yeah. But for Good. me, what I do is I go into a deep meditation and when I leave my body to find the demon, um, I take along my spirit animal, which is a wolf, the wolf mm-hmm. in his pack. And I also work with the uh, archangel Uriel. And um, what's crazy, though, for me is when I'm looking for the demon, do you remember Uncle Fester from the Adams family? I do, uh-huh. They all, all demons appear to me as Uncle Fester. Mm. Yeah, so that's how I know it's a demon. And trust me, I mean, they, they are tough. They are powerful. Um, but here, the big thing for me was a lot of the, um, they used to care have demon dogs with them. And uh, that's where the wolf came in. It sounds like the dogman. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, my question to you is, okay, when you first met the uh, spirit or demon, and did you did you have a, a feeling it could have been bad even before you knew what it was? I did. Even as a child, when certain things would approach me, I could feel immediately if this was of God or not of God. And those are those are my connections. I my spirit being is the Holy Spirit. And I identify so much with him because I've seen angels. I have. They've appeared in my home. And these are godly angels. These are messengers. These are amazing angels. Beautiful, chiseled faces to perfect white hair that actually came down to their shoulders in these amazing curls with blue eyes and uh, they they even had uh, like pink cheeks I mean it was ridiculous how beautiful they were they were like a painting and you know I had never seen a painting like that so I I don't know why they would come and look like that to me some people have said well maybe they were Nordics and Mm -hmm. I thought well a lot of people say that's what Nordics look like, but it didn't appear to be a Nordic. And they came several times to me, and they would give me messages. And these messages were messages, powerful messages from the Lord. And each each time they spoke to me, whatever they were telling me was something I needed. Mm-hmm. I needed to hear that. And so if it was Nordic, okay. If it was Angel, okay. Um I just find it fascinating how um, when you first saw this man in your room, it was your a friend of yours that you... Yes. That's yes. what kind of because, blew my mind. Well, that's because those are familiar spirits, and they're biblical. They're familiar spirits. They come to you with familiarity to draw you in. Mm. Had that demon drawn me in, and I thought that that was actually John a man that I once Mm -hmm. loved and was engaged to, had I actually believed that that was him, 
I don't know where this testimony then t- tonight would go. I don't know what he would have been able to do. Obviously, possessed me. He was very strong. Mm-hmm. It was a very strong demon. And they use people or they, uh, like somebody could come to you as, let's say, your grandmother and you think it's your grandmother. It may not be your yeah. grandmother. Or people who've you know? seen, um, they think they saw images of Christ. How do you, how do you know that that's really Christ and not a demon? Well, each case is a case-by-case scenario with that. I would have to, first of all, feel it and feel the vibration of the testimony, listen to the person, and see who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's so much to take in account for. It, it's You can have a lying spirit coming right out of somebody telling you that story, or you could have a seducing spirit or a familiar spirit or even a spirit of antichrist or a bondage type of a spirit, you know, those are with addictions and doctrines of men and things like that. There's so many realms of the demonic spirits. There really are. Mm -hmm. And they say seven, you know, there's seven or there's 12, but I've seen so many and I've interacted with so many that, that go after little babies literally go after little children in their cribs and these kids are traumatized by these things that's scary i have thought the same thing um to you real quick was um are you a scandinavian (laughs) i'm not i'm actually irish swiss scottish and um my dad was 100% Italian, so no. And okay. I'm not RH negative either. No. No, the reason being the first person that you saw when you were a young girl, I would have to say that would have been a Nordsman, like um, a Viking of some sort coming toward. That's what I felt, and this is what I said. I felt that it was some kind of like like what we were talking about with Joy Elaine last. I know that sounds bizarre but like ash door command it sounds like him because he wears a blue outfit like a cape and he has this light eyes and he has a light hair and he yeah that's what it sounds that's like what he looked like he did look like that yeah that's what it sounds and like he called my name specifically you know so he didn't come after my siblings he mm-hmm. chose to come after me and they all ran off to go play ball at the beckers down the street and i'm standing in the yard trying to figure out who's talking to me yeah it's, it's crazy it, just it's crazy yeah it's interesting and it's crazy in the same sense but um I mean, you've done so many other things too besides demology uh, demonology and yes yeah um going back to um what we were talking about the UFOs in the beginning. What are your what 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 are your thoughts and is there any an investigation because you're on the you still on the board for MUFON? I am. And is there anything that sticks out in your mind that you find um, really legitimate that you can tell our listeners that you want to like to share with us? I would like that. <laughs> in, in reference to. Uh... Any, yeah, anything that you investigated or if you, you know, want to tell us that you think that's a legitimate, um, like with the Pentagon and they're opening up more, you know, giving us more um, data is, you know, Roswell, is is there something hit? Do you think there's something hidden at Roswell for sure? Or, 
or is this just I another do. distraction? No, I believe that uh, Dulce, uh, Mexico is New Mexico is definitely an underground place. I do believe that we do definitely have aliens mm. held there. I do believe that um, Roswell was real. I'm positive. I know that the extraterrestrials are with us. I've had many interactions with them. Some I've written about, some I yeah. haven't. Um, they're definitely here. Mm. And I've been healed. I wrote that little book because it was so profound uh, that I was actually healed from something that had happened to me in 2000 and in 2012, for whatever reason, an extraterrestrial came. And it wasn't just an extraterrestrial. It was a reptilian extraterrestrial uh, hybrid. Yeah, they thought those were very friendly. Well, that's what people say, but they're wrong. Mm -hmm. I, I think that the extraterrestrials can be as evil as we are, I think that they can portray our inner uh, vibrations and they can react in the exact same way. And I do know most of that is very factual, what I'm telling you, because of talking with um, Sergeant Clifford Stone. And when he picked one up, he immediately was in total communion with this thing their vibrations melded together mm -hmm. and he knew the mind of that extraterrestrial and the extraterrestrial knew his mind well when i've ever been in the presence of the extraterrestrials i meld with them i feel them they feel me and i'm a peaceful soul i come from a peaceful place mm -hmm. I, i'm not wicked i i don't hate you know i mean i'm a strong personality but and i have my opinions but all in all I'm incredibly forgiving, and I think they see that, and they know that, you know, I'm not judging. I, I might be hurt because something happens to me, but I'll always forgive, mm -hmm. and they know that. So I think they do meld with us in a sense and, and can interact with us um, through a uh, telepathic way. I, I've never seen any of them use their mouths. I've never seen a mouth, actually. I've never seen ears on them either. But they do have huge eyes, and they're very different from us. They're other than us. They are nothing like us. And a lot of people say, oh, I had sex with an extraterrestrial. And I'm like, no, no, you didn't. Uh, they don't have what you would need to have sex with them. Um, I think you may have had sex with a demon. Demons can definitely sleep with you. Look in the book of Genesis. The the fallen angels were having sex with the, the women um, the daughters of Eve, it says, and they were having sex with them and they were having children from that interaction. So the fallen angels do have the wherewithal to get a woman pregnant. And that's where the Nephilim came from. And I believe mm. those are part of the Anunnaki realm. Mm. And the Nephilim were the, uh, the uh, giants at that time. So, you know, I mean, I, I don't know why I said that, but it's because it always angers me when I hear women saying, oh, I had sex with a... I'm like, no, you didn't. You had sex with a demon. Don't let... <laughs> I had sex with a demon. You did not have sex with an alien. Oh. Um, <laughs> they do have hybridization, but that doesn't require sex. That's a genetic thing. Um, so, In my one my um, trilogy, my third book, Aurora's Curtain, I um, my character goes down to... Um, Ducey, is that how you say it? Ducey? Doyce? How do you pronounce the basin? Dulce. Dulce. Um, and there's the seven levels um, in that base. Yeah. And um, yes. there's one, um, I forget which paper, it was a, a, it was a Dulce Papers 
that the one level had um, a bunch of hybrids. Um, yes. Now, are there seven different, uh, how many different uh, races that they, is there like how many different ones that they say there was at this base? There's like all different. Well, they say there's a uh, hundred and either 28 different, are you talking about the species? Yes, the different ones. Oh. Yeah, I mean, some people say 57, and that's where Heinz 57 came from, and I'm like, oh my gosh. But, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it did. I didn't ever really check that. Did any of these ever get out? I mean, I I know there was a firefight in the 70s um, between the people that worked there and the um, races. Um, Did any of them ever escape and go off on their own? The extraterrestrials? Oh, many have escaped. Many do get out. Uh, they do go back home. And and uh, Eyes Only, which was written by Clifford Stone, mm-hmm. talks about him getting one out, actually, and releasing him. And the minute he was released, he was taken up by his own uh, type. They, they literally took him back up. And so he, one minute he was there, and the next minute he wasn't. So they do get out, yes. Mm-hmm. And I have had some very powerful interactions with them. And um, I, I dare not say it on, on the air, but, oh, golly. Um, there, there was labels on the coat jackets that I saw of the people working with them. I just don't want to say that out loud. Yeah. But no. I, I have seen it. And, and it's a big, huge corporation that we all are very aware of. And... Um, they do have them, and they are subdued. They're in bondage. Some of them are in bondage, and they've been they've been collected from different crash sites. Yeah. And we have made uh, different. Ugh, that's where we to get our this. technology. <laughs> that's that's where the black helicopters will start flying over yeah. my house. You know, well, it's sort of like you know, ET. Yeah, it's fictional, but maybe they got the story from somebody that does that that they would have kept. They're keeping these ETs um, captive and, you know, they can't get out and they're using them for their technology. And you never know, maybe some of these, you know, you know, like you're saying, these big corporations that have these new gadgets out every year, they, who knows, they might have an ET somewhere underground holding them captive and using them just for their technology. Exactly. Them. Yeah, that's kind of scary to think that they would do that. Yeah, it's, it's... yeah, there's a lot of scary things involved with this, you know, but it is what it is, you know, like there's many different types of extraterrestrials, you know, they start from Bigfoot. I think he's part of a extraterrestrial hybridization. There's skinwalkers, there's yes. regular, you know, uh, extraterrestrials, there's Nordics, there's tall whites, which I've seen many tall whites, there's grays, you know, there's so many different types and Um, And they all seem to have different agendas. They're not all the reptilians. They're not all negative. Mm -hmm. If I, you know, every time I hear somebody say, oh, my God, the reptilians were so bad, blah, blah, blah. um, I'm thinking I I don't know that that wasn't a reptilian hybrid of some type or if it wasn't something other than a reptilian. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've never I've seen two. And uh, one healed me, and the other one gave me a data data dump and said to me when he gave it to me that at the time that I would need this information, it will come to me, and until the time I needed it, I would have it. Mm. And I thought, okay, that's not mean. You know, he wasn't being mean. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't know. I don't know either. Sean, what are your thoughts? Um, I, I find it very, very interesting. Um, I find you, ma'am, very interesting. Um, so I'm going to have to check out your book and hopefully hook up in the future and talk some more about this. Um, but my question, my last question I'm going to ask you, do you think that the military and MUFON will work together in the future? And would you like to see that happen? Well, I believe that we already have. We, do, we are not a government entity by any stretch of the imagination. And we're all volunteers. Nobody gets paid except our executive director. And they come to us. I mean, we even have a shirt that says we've been doing their job for the last, you know, 50 years. <laughs> you know, and they come to us for information, I think. And, you know, as, as far as I can see and have always heard, they do get information from us because we have the database. Um, can they log into that database? I think so. I think mm -hmm. that the government can do anything they want. So whatever information we have, we're not necessarily working with them, but they might be working against us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I you, know, you could come to um, one of our um, MUFON conferences out here in Western Pennsylvania. That would be awesome. You would be a great I'd speaker. Love I'd love to. Just invite me and I'll come. You have to talk to John Ventry because he's the one that handles all that. Even okay. though he's not a, he's not a um, director anymore for Pennsylvania, but he does handle the conferences. It would be great. I'm going to have to talk to him about that. It's too late for this <laughs> year, but maybe next year. Sure. So it would be awesome. How are we with time, Sean? We got right now, about a minute left. Okay. Well, <laughs> got kind of shorted off this week because having difficulty getting getting you in. But um, it was great to have you with us today. I want to thank you for joining us, Terry. And is where can our um, listeners get a hold of you or read your books? Okay. Uh, they can get a hold of me at dom at mufon.com and they can uh, read my book at terryling.com it's t-e-r-i-l-y-n like nancy g-e dot com okay well we will be going to do that because i think you are fascinating sean yes, thank you <laughs> so great to have you sean tell our audience um where someone can get in contact you for a paranormal investigation Sure. Uh, just go to Facebook and type in Pittsburgh Paranormal Society and uh, leave us a message and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Great. And I want to let you guys know you can catch up on all our um, old um, podcasts with our old station on Spotify. So you can, I think there's like 10 of them there, maybe even more. But please check out my author page at J.E. Nicasia, my trilogy from the sky is there with all three books, Equinox, Aurora's Curtain, on Amazon.com. And next week we have Joy Pugh back on the show talking about the Antichrist. That should be interesting, huh, Sean? Oh, I know you love demons. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, great to have you, Terry, and hope you join us next week. And remember to like us on Facebook and Instagram and check out and, or subscribe, and both, I mean, to ChasingProphecyRadio.com and our YouTube channel. We look forward to your ghostly stories, and you can send them to ChasingProphecyRadio at gmail.com. Stay safe, and good night, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Chasing Prophecy. Good night, everybody. Good night.
Good night. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Good job, guys. <laughs> just, just let y'all know y'all were off the air. Leave y'all hanging because I was talking with my wife. <laughs> y'all were I was like, okay, or you speak more. We could have kept on talking. <laughs> yeah, she's, uh, she's she's violent if I don't give it the right amount of attention. You know. Oh, she, please. She's, she's vicious actually. <laughs> well, thank Last you. time I seen her, she was walking around the house with a pony chocker thing. I was getting oh, really no. worried. Electric collar. <laughs> no, it's worse than that. It's one of these things we use on a, on the cows.